Welcome to Indie Depth, the show where we go in-depth with independent filmmakers about their filmmaking process. I'm your host, Andrew Froning, and today with me, I have producer, director, writer, Danielle Earl. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> well, so much for having me a part of this program. Of so course. Awesome. Welcome to the show. This is great. Um, I like to talk with filmmakers, you know, run the gamut, you know, producing, directing, writing. Um, you're all three of those. Where do you find the time? <laughs> you no, know, it's like I, you know, basically as you know, a writer, you know, I started out. Um, I just try to just like in the weekends or like you know after work. I try my best to kind of just figure out. And those are the times that I start getting ideas and and for like another project. And so yeah, to, as writer, we just find any segments of like our day <laughs> to kind of work on it. Um, we try our best. <laughs> I was working last night until like 3 a.m. writing something because I was I was stuck. And then all of a sudden it started flowing. And even past 3, I wanted to keep going, but I knew I had this interview with you in the morning. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. So, yeah, we really do have to have to struggle because some writers have a structure. You know, every day I wake up and I write. But, you know, I've got a, I got a job i got to drive to, so it's a little difficult. It's like, you know, even with me, I work as a teacher, you know, during the day and I help out with, you know, high school students and stuff. So it's like, it's hard. It's like trying to find your time and, and you're helping with other students, you know, with their, um, you know, their dreams and their, you know, aspirations and everything. It's like, you're trying to find, you know, time for yourself because you're doing the same thing, you know? So, um, but yeah, I totally, totally understand what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> and you produce a lot of projects. You sent me a laundry list. Like it was <laughs> I can't even remember half of them. <laughs> oh, it's okay. So you know it's like, yeah, it's like you know when I started. I, I look at it too, but it's like the years go by very fast. It yeah. start off slow, and it's like a small amount of you know projects and like, but it's scary how it kind of adds up. Sometimes. Right, <laughs> and that's that's great that you're you're so proud of them all to share them all. And they're in the description in down there. Um, <laughs> so, um producing how do you find the right project how do you how do you decide um because you're not just producing your own projects you know you're you're working with other directors and other writers to make work that is worthwhile yeah it's like you know i, I try my best to, you know now it's like in my uh time in my career right now when I started out you know it was all about like my projects and independent work and, and trying to get it out there you know it was like before the whole phenomenon on like Facebook and, and you know Instagram and getting your stuff out so you know it was a struggle you know especially um but now it's like I want to help with other filmmakers and um and being a part of what they're doing a lot of the new generation right now is like making just phenomenal work so you're just like fearless of what they're you know putting out there so it's like i really would love to be a part of that and that's kind of how it starts um so yeah okay so <laughs> what do you look for in a project do you look at the filmmakers themselves do you look at the scripts yeah absolutely i kind of you know definitely the script the concept um you know and just like and how different it is you know i'm always looking for something that's like you know original um you know we see now it's like so many like remakes of movies <laughs> they were like oh no why are they doing this you know um because it's like people are just like you know i guess they have it's maybe harder now i guess like to try to find so many projects out there to find some originality and everything so um but you know you just kind of have to try to find something um you know within yourself like there's a story that somebody you haven't heard before and um you know and that's kind of like 
the trail that I, you know, go on. <laughs> okay. And um, I know producer can mean a lot of things, but usually in indie film, there there could be one producer. What do you what do you do to step in and, and help these young directors? Absolutely. It's like, I mean, when you're talking about, like, you know, producers, it's like, it could be the person picking up the crew. You know, I've done that. You know, it could be in terms of picking up food. You're basically all these different jobs into one. And also the PA, if you don't have that on set. So it's like, you know, and then when I work with, you know, other producers, it's actually a better thing because you have more people taking on some of those roles and we're all working together, you know, um, creatively and, you know, and, um, but, you know, in terms of like even example, you know, Jay Palmieri, we were actually just Facebook friends in the beginning, you know, and it was during the time of, you know, Facebook, we trying to promote our work, and I saw his work, and I was like, wow, this, you know, and he's, you know, younger than me, I'm, I'm 35 right now, and now I'm going to be 36 soon, and so when he, just seeing his passion, and he's so advanced of what he's, you know, all the projects that are coming out from him, um, I'm learning a lot from him, too, so along the way, so, um, so yeah, so that's kind of what I look at, so. Good, I mean, you got to look at who you're working with in their drive, because if they're not going to match your energy... I've been there, like, I've had experiences with that, you know, and it's like, you know, a lot of them have their own, you know, vision, you're trying your best to work, and as producers, it's like, you try your best to kind of manage it, you know, you're kind of like a manager on set or at a job, <laughs> you know, people don't want to work with each other, there's chaos going out behind the scenes, that, you know, people don't see that, you know, everything looks yeah. great, um, but you kind of just, you know, you try your best to, you know, it's like a film family, everybody tr try to work together, and, and so we're all we all have the same goal, you know, the, the outcome of it. So you just look at that. Right. That. That's the thing to focus on, you know, getting it done. You know, I, yeah. I love that time and other people do. Um, when you get on set and you get to see all these people, you know, maybe somebody you've seen their work on Facebook or you haven't met them yet or just somebody you haven't seen in a while and you're like, oh, you want to talk, you want to talk. And then before you know it, like two hours can go by. So I'm always, I'm always the director that's like, all right, all right, guys. All right, guys. All right, guys. Yeah, everybody's set up. We gotta, we gotta go, or else it's gonna be a long day, and you're not gonna be this happy. Yeah, especially <laughs> if you're working on like locations, and you only have a certain time, like hours to film. Yeah. Sometimes, like maybe like two and a half hours we have that window, and they're offering their space maybe for free, or if it's like a small payment. And so, um, so yeah, you know, it's it's hard. <laughs> you kind of have to work with what you know you have. With you've that, got so. you've got the setup time, and then you've got the the takedown, the teardown time. And that's something that sometimes you don't think about when, or, or the younger filmmakers, you know, they might might just go over their heads. Oh yeah, we got six hours. I think we can shoot this in that time. But then you've got you need buffer space around that, or it's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> and now you produce your own feature film too, which you also directed. Um, let's talk a little bit about the producing on that end like i imagine you're the lead producer on that yeah i have a you know i've been you know doing producing independently you know in the beginning and um but since like with lovers game i've been able to get other producers like um also with jan she uh did a lot of like lgbtq projects um she even worked with gwyneth paltrow's mom you know in a, her latest film and and it was weird because i was just like i put an indiegogo out and it was like <laughs> you know we didn't have a lot of people in terms of you know 
um, raising funds and everything. And I reached out to my you know, friends and family, but there's people that were looking at it, you know, on the internet. And she's like, wow, I saw this trailer. I think it's great. You know, I want to help you with post-production for this. And, and she's out in, you know, open California. So, you know, in the area. So she was like, you know, she even offered a screening, you know, for the whole film. Um, at the it was the, the Bravo Theater in the, close to San Francisco, so um, there's like 500 people that came, you know. And this is like an independent film; they're just like sending it out to film festivals and just oh. having that support. What? <laughs> and you're just... in you're in New York, yeah. And then all the way in California, just through Indiegogo, they were just surfing around. They were just surfing around, and like, wow. and cause I guess at that time it was like during when like Carol came out, um, you know, okay. um, the movie The Street you know. A film that got, you know got nominated for an Oscar and everything. So things were like trying to like progress with that you know whole element in terms of filmmaking. So a lot of people were trying to find content you know out there. Um, but also uh, Alan Greenstein, he's actually um, out in Maryland. Uh, I know I've known him since Brooklyn Is in Love. And how Brooklyn Is in Love started, I had zero budget. I kind of just started out grassroots <laughs> doing all my own i was still in school i was you know in graduate school at the, the academy um not the academy of art but um city college of new york because i was going uh for my master's in documentary films and so yeah that's when i kind of just i had my own camera like had no crew for the first season you know <laughs> it was just me doing it getting actors and um, locations so he saw the you know series online and he was like I want to be a part of this and he started mm-hmm. donating you know for the second season and and really he's been my one of my executive producers ever since that you know we've been wow. working together um, so he's like whatever project let me know I want to be a part of it and support it Ooh. so yeah. what a great collaborator that's that's fantastic yeah. so you, yeah, you slowly build this community from from starting small everybody starts small but I think the trick is you got to finish yeah, and then yeah, you gotta but... advance. You know, once you once you're ready for that next step, you know you'll know what you feel comfortable trying, or what you might not be comfortable trying. You know, you might just shoot for that. But right. the important thing is to take that step. It's true. It's like you know, even with like um, the projects and, and going on, I'm still learning. Like a lot of like filmmakers now, like they're able to get like fifty thousand dollars in terms of you know production <laughs> on, on logo or like Kickstarter. Uh- in like a week you know so it's like with me i'm like just doing it just reaching out to people and using my own you know funds and, and kind of getting it out there but um but yeah you know you kind of just like it gets a little bit better you know gradually and everything and the connections and stuff but you always still have the same challenges you know as if you were still working you know as a um you know beginner type thing because camera equipment and everything learning about insurance now the way that we live in today in terms of COVID, uh, you know, 19, and yeah. <laughs> it's going to be even more challenging for everyone. <laughs> oh, so. my goodness. Everybody's going to need, like, mask insurance or something. This <laughs> so mask fell on the ground. Everybody disperse. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be interesting. <laughs> Danielle, your your own feature film. Um, you've started with web series and short films and working with others. Um how did all that, you know, building to your feature film, how did all that inform the way you direct? 
Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, like when I started, even before uh, you know Brooklyn is in Love, I I started at, at, like doing a documentary series called On the Scene, oh. where I was like you know kind of like like a hippie in a way because I was so into like indie rock and like <laughs> rock music coming from like Oakland and a small town. Um, but yeah, and so I started interviewing all these different you know artists, and this is with the um, you know the whole era of like MySpace and you know mm. in terms of Facebook it wasn't that you know popular at that time, so. I would, you know, send them a message saying, I love your work, you know, I'd love for you to be on the show. So a lot of the artists, um, like Ian Axel, I, you know, interviewed him, he invited me to his shows and even did a, a music video for him. I animated a music video at the time and I was like a student, you know. Um, but yeah, it's just like that on the scene series kind of grew and that's kind of how I was able to keep those connections and then I went to the next step for Brooklyn is Love so um, you know gradually I kind of learned you know different things and it kind of helped me you know in terms of lovers game you know keeping those connections with music and then also um, you know directing and, and um, you know uh, basically you know getting actors and auditions using some of the actors actually from Brooklyn is Love and pulling them into the lovers game um, so, um, yeah, you know, a lot of the things I kind of, I learned along the way, trial and error, you know, Brooklyn is love. I remember the, oh my gosh, the first season, um, my, my car was towed when we were filming in New York and Brooklyn. Yeah. And I was like, and I, this is the first time I'm like meeting all the crew. Everything's going to go great. I have a friend's, you know, apartment to film in and, you know, everything's so awesome. And then the PA went to Starbucks and, you know, used my car <laughs> and then all of a sudden he came back car was in there so i guess like you know that and that i had to stop the production it was memorial day weekend i was like so upset so um yeah and at that time i was like i didn't want to do it <laughs> i didn't want to go back into filmmaking but it wasn't until one of the actors you know pulled me in and said you know you got to keep going you know i go through you know so many struggles as an actor and rejection and all that type of stuff and then you know it really hit me and i was like okay i got to keep going with this project and if I didn't have that, somebody kind of just tell, you know, tell me in my ear that, you know, stay focused, you know, I don't think I would be here, you know, today and, and you know, continuing on that path, you know. So, um, so those are kind of the things I, you know, learned on the way just to be strong, you know, even with Lover's Game and, and that project. All right. And you work <laughs> with a lot of other directors, too. What do you have like a, a grab bag? Do you do you talk to other directors for maybe like advice on a certain thing you know they're good at or do you observe and just absorb yes absolutely i even um a lot of the projects along the way i do you know producing i also do like you know ading for bigger projects and and you know uh you know directors that are kind of you know um much higher level than, than I am that work with celebrities. Um, you know, I worked with uh, Swiss Beats. I was an AD on set, um, you know, for a web series that they were launching. And um, and I've learned, I, was like, I looked at how the directors were and how they're just so professional, even the, you know, producers, and they had a great creative team. Um, and even with uh, Jay Palmieri that I've been, you know, working with for, oh my God, we've known each other maybe for the past, like, eight or nine years <laughs> since I've done, you know, Broken as Love. Um, and seeing how he was able to do it, saved his money, works, you know, during the day, just like me, and, uh, you know, was able to accomplish so much. It was like, wow, if this person, you know, could do it, and he's come, you know, from New Jersey all the way, you know, by the Jersey Shore, was able to transfer all, all the actors from New York to do this project. Um, it really lights to fire in me as a producer, and I'm like, wow, I want to continue on this path and help other filmmakers, and, and even, you know, motivates me as a director, too, you know, with my own projects. So, 
Sure. And yeah. now let's talk about it as a director. You, um, you've had to make a feature film, and that is a big, big step. And I imagine before you took that step, you were like, I got to up my game. <laughs> like, yeah. I got to do this right, or else, you know, a short film, people can, like, you know, watch real quickly and say, oh, that was nice. But, you know, for a feature film, you want to make sure that everything is told in, in a way that, that translates well. Otherwise, you lose your audience. So what steps did you take? Um, and now I know you're working on a second feature. So, you know, we can even delve into more recent things. Like what, have you, what have you learned as a director? Oh, my God. And when I was doing Lover's Game, oh, my God, there was moments that, you know, some crew members weren't able to show up because of, the, you know, snow. We had, uh, you know, uh, blizzard, like, you know, a couple of days before in New York or Brooklyn, mm -hmm. driving back and forth from Jersey to New York. So, um, yeah, you know, it was a struggle with that. It took about maybe, I would say, like, three years, I think, until we were, like, all done with the project because, you know, we had to, you know, have pickup shots and, you know, kind of even post-production. Um so, yeah, you know, going through those struggles and then, you know, for my other film, for The Haunted Man Insomniac, you know, I was able to get a crew. I was able to get, you know, locations, paid locations. And um, and I feel that that project really, um, you could see the difference in terms of, like, quality, in terms of how it was, you know, even the trailer and, and you know, just the, whole, the whole film is all together. Um, both projects were SAG projects, so I was able to, had, I had to do paperwork and everything on my own and, you know, <laughs> and speak to agents and of actors, you know, to try to, you know, negotiate all that stuff on my own. So, um, yeah, I, definitely, I, I see, you know, progress with that, you know, for Haunts of Mine. At least with that, I had more support and yeah. um yeah and then just being on set and dealing with actors or you know the way you you tell a story um how how have you developed that skill and oh, yeah. um can you give us like any any tips any or a scene that you really like maybe you know the way you you went into it or went out of it yeah oh my god um even with the, you know the project with lovers i think just uh the scenes with um you know, what's called Miranda McCauley and uh, Crawford Collins, you know, they're just, they actually weren't in any scenes together for the web series Brooklyn is Love, but I end up casting them, you know, because they, on screen, they had so much chemistry between the two characters, and they were friends, you know, outside of the whole, you know, project, um, but how I, you know, presented the project to them, it was just me having an idea, reaching out to them on the phone, and I didn't even write the script yet, you know, at all. They just knew me from Brooklyn's Love and knew how the writing was on that. So they were like, yes, you know, I'll just let me know when and <laughs> when you're done with the script, I'm in, you know, and um, and even one of the actors ended up being one of the associate producers for the project for Lover's Game. And so, um, yeah, I, you know, I guess like talking, you know, seeing the scenes, I love those scenes, I think the best, even with Blaine playing that awesome, you know, character as the, the husband, uh, Vincent, he did a great, you know, performance. Um, it was like a Brooklyn's Love reunion with, you know, a new addition, other actors and stuff along the film. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm, I love that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of using actors that I know work well together yes. and I know what they can do and even, you know, to turn that a bit farther like i know what they can do yeah. and maybe they it's haven't done like, it yet 
you know, it's kind of like, you know, um, like Christopher Guest, you know, what's it called? You know, all these films that he's worked on, he yeah. always has the same cast ensemble. Oh, it, it's the exact <laughs> same cast. And you're just like, oh, now she's her. <laughs> and they're all different roles. So, you're, yeah, you're right. That is, that's pretty funny. You are a member of the Writers Guild East, which is East Coast of the United States. Um, that's that's pretty exciting. That's a nice credit to have. Um, how did you reach that level? Um, it was actually uh, when I did the Brooklyn is Love. Um, the Writers Guild actually writers were on strike at that time. It was this big oh. thing in terms of YouTube. Um, it was like I would say like 2008, 2009. Um, really big push in terms of web content and you know web series. Um, and just like any type of, you know, web series you can think of, people were starting to do, actually do meetings at Borders Bookstore in New York. And everybody used to meet and like talk about, oh, how do we, you know, set up a web series? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> notes. how do we like make money from, because a lot of people became successful, you know, at the peak of that whole YouTube movement. Um, now you have a whole bunch of different platforms and um, that came up as a result from that. You know, so streaming services that we see today, all because of YouTube started that whole platform. Um, so, yeah, I was a young, you know, kid, you know, 20-year-old, like, not 20-year-old, but uh, mid-20s, you know, uh, that time, at, like 26, 27, going to all these different events. And um, when I started Brooklyn is Love, you know, and started filming, they ended up seeing some of my episodes online. And um, I was a part of this, like, web series uh, group on Facebook. And one of the representatives from um, the Writers School of America East actually reached out to me, sent me a message saying, uh, I loved your work. Can you come to the building in New York, you know, for the Writers Guild? Uh, we'd love to talk to you about, you know, how you can be able to join. And I didn't know what the Writers Guild was, you know. I was, like, <laughs> starting out in education, too. And I was, like, you know, just doing this on the side. And um so I went to this big, you know, building that they had over um, like Hudson, you know, Street over there. Uh, so I was like, okay, you know, I, I talked to them, and then I ended up signing on. And when I started going to the meetings, it was like, wow. You know, you saw a lot of, um, you know, writers that worked for TV shows like Law & Order and all these different, you know, people that you're kind of sitting with. I met um, one of the writers, actually the producers of Empire, um, and just, you know, during the guild parties that they have, they're just like right there, you know, first and center, you know, front and center. So, um, yeah, you know, joining that union helped a lot. Um, but I was just like a, you know, up and coming, you know, writer. I mean, I, I learned along the way during that time, but um, I'm so glad that, you know, fortunate to be able to sign it, sign on. But um, anyone really, you know, if you have great content out there and you just use it to your advantage on, you know, on the web, um, a lot of times they can discover you and just like find you on there and you can be able to sign up. Wow. Ooh. So <laughs> the opportunities are out there. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you think joining the guild helped you? Oh my God. Um, it helped me just, you know, going to meetings, learning about how I can, um, you know, push myself as a writer and what opportunities are out there, um, you know, in terms of independent content, in terms of, you know, um, you know, television shows and stuff, um, and just collaborating with other writers. Um, and through that, sometimes you even meet, like, writers, uh, directors, some of them direct their own content. Um, so, um, and it also um, made me realize there are writers in New Jersey, too, that also are part of the Writers Guild, um, and me getting connected to them, you know, too. Um, so yeah, just learning about how they kind of started 
before, you know, Facebook, before what I <laughs> used as a source, um, and they were able to, like, be a part of that, you know, union, you know, that's that's amazing, so. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and now you've written, I know you've directed two feature films. How many have you written? Um, both both of those feature films I've written, Brooklyn is Love I've written. So most of the ones that um, that I'm, like, the director for, you know, are mostly, you know, writing projects that I've been okay. uh, a part of. Yep. And um, going from a web series to a longer format, um, now it, I've done a web series, and it's it's a strange thing because they're like shorter than a short film usually, but the overall arc is very long. So it's I don't know whether to call it long or short format storytelling. <laughs> um, so how do you? What's your feeling on that? And how did doing a web series prepare you? for the future yeah it's like i would say it's so weird because i i felt like the web series it could be the same amount of time but it felt like the web series was like a lot more easier manageable to be able to do because i i basically had you know how the, my web series was mostly was at like the coffee shop we had urban rustic it's not there anymore but it was like my uh, i love that you know space because i remember going there and asking them can we film here you know is it possible it's huge you know coffee shop um in Williamsburg, and um he was like yeah sure i'm like just let us know we'll do off hours after it closes Whoa. and he and that was our main uh space for like first season and second season and they even promoted the whole series at their coffee shop nice. had posters you know put up um so yeah it's like you know it felt like a lot easier because you can be able to just like film the whole parts and you know if you have the apartment scenes and different locations okay you're done then you kind of just cut it all together doing the feature film it felt like a lot harder i think because like you know um you have like a almost two hour movie that you're putting together <laughs> and then the you know web series are only like maybe 10 minutes you know little segments like you mentioned and you just edit one at a time you're you right. know put them out there um you have a little bit more time too but um yeah fe feature films feel like it's it's more and it's like more money in terms of like getting um even musicians you know in terms of web series they're more eager to do that versus like a feature film hmm. you know because it'd be out there and you're selling the movie and um, you know, and they're seeing if they can make a profit, you know, from it, sure. you know, in a way, in terms of streaming, and so, um, so yeah, I definitely think it's uh, more challenging, you know, for feature films. Yeah, because like a web series, it's easy to like close the loop with one episode and then move on to the next thing. With it's a feature film, like the first scene and the last scene, like they tie together, so it, <laughs> it's it needs a little more structure, it needs a little more. Um, I need a lot more thought and a lot more um, effort to kind of like stay on board mentally to say, okay, this is where this fits in and this is why this is important and this has to happen this way because it links to that, it links to that. It's, uh, it's a lot, it's trickier to write. <laughs> Uh, totally, you know? and it's like, you, and especially if you have like a first season, you have to like carry that on for the next season. You got to remember, like, oh, what did I say for the first season? Because yeah. hopefully, it matches up. Yeah, because <laughs> we we spent so much time with it, and a lot of the audience, you know, if it's a web series and it's only a five minute, ten minute thing, um, people remember like the words that someone used. So you got to put that that wording in exactly if you do a fallback, otherwise it doesn't doesn't land. But it's just so much more recent for the audience. So you do have to kind of keep all that stuff fresh. Right now I'm, I'm writing a TV series. So we shot a pilot. And 
right now I'm writing episode three, and I, I constantly have to go back to the others. Like, how did I plant? I said something here, and that could be a seed for this, and I, I have to make sure everything lines up. <laughs> that that longer format storytelling is is, it's tr it's tricky. It takes a lot of time, and it it takes a lot to, to stay in it. it I feel like it takes more effort. Do you feel that way? Yeah, it's definitely, you know, like, when you're trying to do, you know, like, like you mentioned about, like, a TV, you know, pi you know, pilot episodes, it's, like, it's hard to kind of, like, put all the pieces together, even the dialogue. Also, you have to, you know, make sure in terms of each character and, like, their, um, you know, uh, you know characteristics and how they talk, and, you know, you got to make sure everything's kind of lined mm -hmm. up. Because even with the audience, they're really, you know, paying attention <laughs> to everything that you're doing, you know. Um, but, yeah, I agree with that. Sure. Um Okay, can you leave us with a tidbit um, for for writing? Some advice for, for people who, who want to reach your level of excellence. Oh my gosh, um, well, I'm still, you know, navigating, you know, through that. I'm learning from other writers, you know. Um, but um, I guess, you know, if, you know, as a writer, just you know, try to try your best to kind of put something from what your own experience is and write about. You know, I've noticed a lot of people try to look at what's going around around them. You know, whether it's like you know stories that you hear on like the news and stuff like that. You might not be kind of like within that you know community or that's you know um, to have that connection. And um, and I've realized that like as a writer, you know, pick something that is unique about you that you can put into that you know project. And I'm learning that you know now. You know, it's like all the projects that I've I've worked on for Broken as Love, and you know, it kind of has um, a part of me is in there because like it was like my you know mid to late twenties, and that's how I was thinking about it at the time. And now it's like I'm writing for like you know characters that are like in their thirties, older, <laughs> and forties. You know, I mean, Lover's Game is about a marriage, and you know what's going on. I'm like those. That was the time it was like my late twenties, going on thirty, and um, and then all of a sudden now it's like you know the haunted mind. It's like going through you know same thing with the family trials, and you know with this main character, um, uh, you know played by uh, Ebenezer Nisawa. Um, so it's like you know, looking at all these different things, that all the projects and how I progress, all kind of have a piece of me of what I was thinking about at that time. Um, so I'm learning, I'm like, I have to do more content. I, I definitely wanted to do more in terms of like the black you know community now. It's like, I don't know why, <laughs> where they're going on um, and giving them, you know, opportunities, but also like Latino communities, Asian communities, which I feel like, you know, in terms of film content, you know, Asian films were like phenomenal and like they definitely need to be more uh, out there, you know, and promoted. So I'm trying my best to kind of navigate and helping that and, you know, POC communities and, um, and writing, you know, for that. So. I think that as writers, we just have to put your, you know, things that you're going through and put it into the, your projects, and it yeah. helps when people kind of watch it, you know. Yeah, and I think diversity really is the future of TV and film storytelling because, you know, it, it, we I feel like we've almost gotten to the point where they're like cliches, you, you know, like every sitcom, oh, there's the dumb husband, there's the <laughs> repressed wife, and it's. It's almost like a parody if it's not trying to be. Like you need different perspectives. You need to see different cultures. You know, to be, to be even just. You might not be thinking this way, but just mentally educated. Yeah. Oh my God. So and like even with the book, with like even um, Wonder Woman, all these different projects, like with, you know, female directors that are trying to push their art, you yeah. know, projects out there, and and having women leads, you know, and for and especially with these the Marvel, you know, universe <laughs> with that. Um, but yeah, definitely, you know, really motivational, you know, time and a 
so content is going out there, and I think that's a great thing, you know. Yeah, yep. uh, <laughs> I'm excited for the future. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Danielle. Uh, where can we see your work? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, if you go on uh, .com, uh you could find all my projects on there. Uh, that's the, my uh, company name uh, for Peel Entertainment. And um, I'm also on Instagram, you know, on TE227. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, you can definitely, you know, find me there and also on Facebook. Great. And I'll be sure to have all those links in the description so you can check out Danielle's stuff. Thank you so much for going Indie Death. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. <laughs>